0: Welcome to the Education Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. With technology and education getting more and more intertwined, many are worried about how schools are dealing with cybersecurity threats. Here to talk about that and his work in the field is Chief Technology Officer of Trinity Valley School in Fort Worth, Texas, Larry Kahn. How you doing, Larry? Doing great. How are you, Elmer? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And uh, so let's, let's, let's start with uh, just some, some background information. What do you do as CTO at Trinity Valley School, and what exactly makes Trinity Valley School different from your average uh, academic setting? Well, um, in my role
1: as chief technology officer, I oversee uh, primarily three programs. You know, the, the academic, which is the educational work, um, K-12. Um, working with students and teachers and, you know, helping develop curriculum in that regard. Um, the information technology, you know, the, the nuts and bolts that make it all work under the hood, um, and the operational technology, which is, you know, really the uh, database systems that keep the school running. So um, I serve on the school's administrative team and report directly to the head of school. Um, I'm just starting my third year at the school here. Um, and my focus, uh, you know, the first year was lear- learning the school's tol- culture, building trust relationships, um, getting to know my team, um, improve our service, uh, shore up the, uh, IT infrastructure and, and really begin to, uh, learn the needs of our students, teachers, colleagues, and parents. Um, the head of school I report to, Ian Craig, he started at the same time. Um, we formed a faculty technology advisory committee. Um, survey teachers about their likes and concerns. I made it a habit to wander the campus. Um, we are, uh, one of the things that makes this difference is, um, we are an independent school. Um, So there are some distinctions between private schools and and independent schools. You know, many schools can be obviously public schools. Um, We we know the structure of those. Um, Private schools may or may not um, have a board of trustees. But in independent schools, we uh, we have a board of trustees that really governs um, what the what the school does. Um, And then uh, in addition to uh, uh, learning from the teachers, I also learned from upper school students. and then uh, we worked with parents, had some great conversations about teens and technology use. Um, um, in the second year, um, we we showed a film, Most Likely to Succeed, which is a terrific film um, that your listeners may wish to uh, check out, um, about how education is um, changing. Um, we uh, also, in our uh, middle school, we supported a program with TEDx Youth um, Fort Worth. Um, and we improved the school's one-to-one uh, iPad program. So, um, you know, I've been doing a, f- a few things um, since we got on board here, and that gives you a sense of the types of things that I do.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. So how did you get involved in this industry? Let's start there.
1: <laughs> that's that's a great question. Um, you know, prior to uh, uh, being in the, in this field, I'll, I'll back up even further. Um, I actually started off um, – with, with, with a, a degree, um, in music and, and was working, um, in a middle public school. Um, and, and, uh, I, uh, got an, developed an interest and passion, um, in coding and, and went to work in the private sector. Um, you know, first as a tech writer, then as a coder, then doing some, um, project management and, and ended up, um, managing a data center for a, uh, wholly owned subsidiary of a Fortune 500 company outside of Washington, D.C. Um, and then uh, it was actually uh, my wife, who, who's an English teacher and at the time. And, and, and uh, she said, you know, you, you might be interested in in education and, and a, a job to oversee um, technology at an independent school opened up. Um, and I went there, and I saw the kids using the technology. And I've always had a passion for schools and learning. Um, and transitioned um, for after eighteen years in uh, private industry uh, into education. And I'm and I'm in my eighteenth year in education now.
0: Right before Trinity Valley School, were you doing anything education technology uh, specifically? Oh yeah, um, I, I've been at
1: a few schools now, um, so I, I really transitioned into uh, educational technology in um, in late nineteen ninety nine. You know, and in, in, in all the Y two K preparations. So, I've been working at schools um, since the end of nineteen ninety nine.
0: Okay, and so how how related was the work you were doing? Before you got into education um, to what you're doing now, did you did have you found any overlap? Well, absolutely, there are overlaps, um, you know,
1: um, in the corporate world, of course, you know what? The, the big thing was return on investment and doing things um, very quickly and having that initiative there in nonprofits and um, education. I find, you know, what what's the educational return on investment and what's the best that we can do with the resources we have to make this successful. And, um, of course, um, in private industry, the hierarchy was very clear. Um, and, and, um, and the hierarchy in schools, um, tends to be a little bit more blended. So, you know, how do you get, uh, things to change when people really don't have to do so? Um, you know, and I think that's really true leadership.
0: Yeah. So going back to what you're doing now, have, what emerging trends have you witnessed within you know, the the field of education technology over the past year even.
1: Well, you know, um, some of the things that are 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 starting to happen are are pretty um substantial. Um just this week at WDC and Apple, um, they were showing a lot of things that they're doing with augmented reality in education and how heavily um they're investing in that space. So no doubt um Google and Microsoft are doing um and and perhaps even amazon are are doing similar things um speaking of amazon and and google you know we're we're starting to see the emergence of digital assistance in classrooms um you know it, when when you want to fact check something or or look something up um it's it's um much more efficient uh, to do so with a digital assistant. But of course, putting uh, a digital assistant that's always on, always listening, um, brings other questions to the front um, in terms of student privacy and and what's in the EULA with these organizations and and those types of things.
0: Right. And I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that's something that maybe people that are hesitant to these you know, advancements would often bring up, right? Like the fear of what are the detriments, not only um, to technology just being so easily accessible, but also what are, are there any like security issues that they should be aware about? So why don't we dive into that a little bit? What, what have you noticed within uh, Trinity Valley? Um, Have you found any obstacles in introducing some of these aids into a class or, or other bits of technology?
1: Well, we can start operationally. Um, One of the things that we did before the, uh, Teachers left for the end of the year was we instituted multi factor authentication for everyone. You know, we had phased it in, um, doing the administrators first, you know, so we could say, follow me. Um, and, and, uh, the, uh, the teachers and staff now all have, um, multi factor authentication. Um, anti phishing training has been huge. You know, the schools have become, um, a huge target for security hits, um, for many reasons. Um, so, you know, basically, um, you don't want your school, your organization to be the weakest kid in the playground of schools. You, you want to protect uh, the kids and their identity. Um, you know, we don't store kids' social security numbers anymore. Um, there's no reason to do so. Um, you know, segmenting the network, you know, it's a, um, having good firewalls in place, you know, so, so really having a good um, perimeter, doing penetration tests, um, having certificates on the Wi-Fi, um, those types of things that we can do on the IT side and then on the uh, user side, of course, as I mentioned, the multi-factor authentication, uh, regular anti-phishing training, anti-phishing drills and things of that nature. And then, um, you know, building that into the education of the students as well um, to um uh, you know, we people talked a lot about digital citizenship, and that's still extremely important. But on top of that now is um, them learning about phishing um, and malware and the rest of that.
0: So what do you think are some of the biggest external cyber threats to campuses trying to add technology into their curriculum?
1: Well, you know, the external threats are, you know, they're, they're expensive resources. So you want to have good physical security on your school because <laughs> um, you don't want the, uh, the equipment to walk. Right. Um, you, you, you want to have, um, we, we have one thing we do have that's terrific is a, a, a very strong comprehensive, um, K-12 coding program that all our kids are learning to code. Um, so you want the, the, the best. And, and in fact, um, several of our students, um, you know, have paid jobs coding during the summer, um, which is fantastic. Um, and you want those kids on your side, protecting your network, you know, that they have a sense of, um, you know, this isn't something to be hacked, but, but they have a sense of ownership and, and a a sense of, um, protecting that, that that's a, a, a great thing to, uh, instill in them. And then the, the other things are the things that, you know, are, are impacting, uh, other industries as well, as I, we talked about before, you know, the, um, the, the phishing attacks have, have been pretty rampant. And then, of course, uh, as we talked about before, you know, I think that the best things that we can do as schools to protect ourselves are, um, you know, have the, uh, outside ethical hacks, the penetration tests, um, and respond to those and learn from those, um, and, and set that up, uh, segmentation on the network, good password rules and the, the obstacles. Um, have been, you know, people who, uh, end users, uh, teachers who, who've been around for some time and say, you know, I, I had the same password for so many years. Why do I have to change it? Why does it have to be more complicated? <laughs> um, you know, why do I have to do this multi-factor? So it's a really making the case that we really do have to do that and, 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 showing them how schools have been impacted and how the world has changed in a security standpoint, just, uh, dramatically in the last couple of years. In fact, um, our school is going to be hosting a, uh, a cybersecurity uh, workshop, a two day cybersecurity workshop coming up uh, this July 19th and 20th. Um, and we're going to have people coming from around the country um, to attend it, to learn more about um, these issues.
0: Is that something the, uh, the school is a part of and putting together?
1: Um, we're a host site. It, it's being—I was asked to host it. Um, an Association of Technology Leaders of Independent Schools oh, wow. (Atlas) um, mm-hmm. is doing it, and um, they've done it in, uh, I believe, on the East Coast, West Coast, and Chicago. And we're going to be hosting it in Texas here this summer. How exciting!
0: So, as SCTO, what's got you excited about? You know, the evolution of, of education technology and, and how it's, it's gone over. We can even. We can we can start big, but eventually I just I'm, I'm curious to see in, in just your three years at Trinity Valley School, what what changes have you seen?
1: Well, you know, there have been a lot of changes. Uh, As I mentioned, the the head of school came on board when I did. Um, We have a new head of school uh, of our upper school and a new head of our middle school who just finished uh, their first years, respectively. Um, And we have an experienced, terrific head of our lower school who supports um, the changes that we're putting in place. So, you know, having support of colleagues um, as you're making these changes um, is huge um and very important and you know what what gets me excited is the the direction we're moving in which is more personalized experiential and authentic learning um which you know uh, you know it, traditionally a, a rigorous school was seen as you know where, where you did uh, a lot of great rote memorization and you could use um uh, one-to-one laptop programs or ipad programs to 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 memorize things or or have you know interactive boards in the front where just the teacher uses it. But, you know, moving um, and the challenge being made um, from the leadership to move towards more experiential learning um, and authentic learning, um, often involving projects, um, means, you know, leveraging the uh, extremely powerful technology that the students have, um, because we do have a BYOD program in our upper school and we do have a one-to-one iPad program in our middle school, and we do have a lot of, um, tools available to lower school students as well as um new fabrication equipment such as um you know 3D printers and laser cutters and 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 that type of equipment um it really begins to open the door um to much more passion based personal learning for the kids um which i think is um imperative um for today's learners um another th- uh, program that the school has that's terrific, um, is our global program. And of course, um, we leverage technology programs. Of course they travel, kids travel to other parts of the world and, and, and kids from other parts of the world travel here to learn here. Um, but we can also, especially with the younger students, um, and all grades, um, leverage, um, Skype and, you know, uh, FaceTime and Google Hangouts and, uh, Zoom tools like that, um, to have, uh, learners and, and in a synchronous fashion, co-learning with each other. And then of course, leveraging blogs and other tools um, for asynchronous learning.
0: All right. And, and what yeah. are some, what are some norms that like, you know, are, are a staple at the school and, and required for, you know, the, the, the learning process you guys have set up um, that would surprise people externally?
1: Well, I, I think to learn that um, you can't get through the, school, um, especially the, the lower and middle schools, without having some experience in coding. Um, I think that's uh, terrific and something that sets us apart um, from a lot of schools. Um, I think that's a norm that that would surprise some people. In our upper school, everything that's happening with coding, uh, for the most part. It's beginning to change a little bit in some of the science programs. We, we may get there. Um, but for now, the, uh, the programs where you'll have coding are, um, all electives, but they, they're extremely popular electives. And, and one thing that's terrific at, uh, Trinity Valley is they're extremely popular electives with both boys and girls. Um, oftentimes you'll see, uh, sadly a gender divide there in co-educational schools. Um, in, in single sex schools, you'll see girls coding all the time. Um, but we have, we, we, in many of our, uh, coding classes, you'll see just as many girls as you'll see boys.
0: That's that's really interesting. So as a, as kind of a, a leader in this industry, what, what do you see on the horizon, both in terms of positive advancements and challenges that, that face education technology?
1: Well, you know, the, the, the positives are the sky's the limit, you know, that, 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 um, uh, you know, the changes that are coming with VR, um, and yes we have some kids coding in vr doing amazing things um and augmented reality um are are, are going to have um i think some terrific affordances for kids to learn uh new things in new ways that weren't even possible to imagine um before you know some of the challenges that we face in education are are some of the challenges um facing the world right now um you know because you can make things uh, so authentic um you you can create uh, videos of uh celebrities or political leaders um at events that they never attended saying things they never said and make it look incredibly real um really discerning um yeah you know, we we talk about fake news and 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 what's real but really seeing things with your own eyes and and being able to discern um, was this real or was this fake and, and how we're going to do that. I, I think that's going to be a challenge um, both inside of education um, and outside of education. And then of course, um, on the cyber security side, um, those challenges um, both inside and outside of education are, are, are going to be huge.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Larry. It was a pleasure talking to you and ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.